Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. We're on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. I'm Mike Turner, and today in the Speakeasy, we have Max Mohammadi. Max is somewhat of a local legend here in Boise. He runs several local businesses. He's been involved in, local, in countless fundraisings and philanthropy efforts. Um, he's here in the Speakeasy today because I invited him here because I want to know more about Max's story. He's doing so much good in this community, and I just you know wanted it's such a an opportunity to have you here. So welcome, Max. Well, thank you, Mike. I um, I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for um, having us or me, anyways, and Thanksgiving and Max giving all the stuff I'm involved with. But um, to come and talk to you and the community, perhaps, and Idaho and the country. Yeah. So, well, so, so Max, for people who have who are not aware of who you are, give us some backstory. Like, um, how, you know, are you where'd you come? From, you know, did you come? Did you raised here, and then I start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, for what we can, because I can <laughs> speak. People can tell you I can speak in length, but I appreciate it. I came here in 1977. Actually, I went to high school, 60 mile west of here, a little town. Uh, I think it's still a little. Fruitland, Idaho, mm -hmm. and graduated in 1978, and um, went to Oregon side, got my degree from a couple colleges there. Once it was done, uh, four-year college, I did go to um, Northern California. I um, stayed there for a brief time, about six months, and did not like what I was seeing. Mm. And um, What was there that you didn't like? Crime. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just the environment that it mm -hmm. was. People were not friendly like we always hear in Idaho. Okay. And uh, in fact, for two summers while I was attending my, um, I guess, senior level college experiences, for two summers I came here and took uh, summer courses, economic classes, uh, Dr. Gary McCain and Dr. Uh, Lincolnstein, Peter. So anyways, marketing and, and uh, economic classes finished. And um, when I was here, I always had a great experience. So it was always back in my mind that I'm, someday I'm going to maybe get back here. Mm. So I ended up back here with two suitcases, and then um, the rest is history. Mm. I, uh, I guess I started businesses here. I managed businesses here. Yeah, you started I, some restaurants. That's a yeah, tough business I, to do. Jeez, yeah. yeah. I worked with a couple of restaurants here. That mm -hmm. was chain operations. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Denny's and Red Lobsters that mm -hmm. I managed. And then I moved on to um, my own. First, we called the City Grill. And then I bought the partner out. And then I um, started the Casbah operation. Mm -hmm. And the rest is, I guess, uh, Boise City were great supporters of Casbah. And then OPA started mm -hmm. downtown. We started uh, me and... Pug Osling and Bitter Creek uh, folks, um, Dale and David and Dale Senior had started there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we started in 1997 of the operation downtown, I guess, food court now. Because mm -hmm. pretty much everything on 8th Street has become an amazing food, uh, I guess, um, uh, menagerie of 
things that is happening there. So. Yeah. And you uh, you also ran for mayor back in 2003, was it? Yeah, 2003. Yeah. I did run uh, with Dave Beater, Juan Colleen, who was the sheriff at the time, mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Chuck Winder. Had a great experience, a huge internal growth for what it was. The reason, actually, I did that, I, um, I 2001, when uh, September 11 happened, I was called by the local leadership to speak uh, after September 11, September 12, that's literally the next night, mm-hmm. at the candlelight vigil at the Quest Arena. And that speechman over amazing because it came from the heart. It was not rehearsed or anything like that. And so I, it was an overwhelming experience. I mean, you see the people who are trying to make a sense of it. At the time, obviously, we didn't know who hit us. Things were just coming out, just, you know, as if you can just travel the timeline. And I, um, I just had a good message that came from the heart. I, I believe, and uh, in fact, the way it happened, um, it was pretty intense for me to think if I'm going to talk or not, because there was obviously people say that people of Middle East, Arabs, and obviously a lot of people don't know who we are as far as region. I'm Iranian, born and raised from in Iran. I came here when I was 16, and... Um, but I was involved in a lot of community work and doing Max Giving Thanksgiving, and uh, which we fed the homeless uh, every year during the Thanksgiving uh, holidays. And I totally had kept it as a nobody call a program that was completely community involved. It was we had people who want to do a corporate sponsorship. I did not let it go in the corporate hands. So just kept it at the community, and this community blessed me. I mean, at one time, we had 283 volunteers. And if you just can imagine how to organize 283 volunteers, we had five weeks before it started. We had the steering committees. And um, so anyways, um, and then it, we do the Thanksgiving. That was huge. And then any homeless man or anybody that didn't have money, if they came to Casbah, we fed them for free, you know, question asked, and that was my way of just giving back in mm. my own little world. Mm. But then when I spoke at the candlelight vigil um, at um, Quest Arena, and then two days later I spoke at the Capitol Steps, mind you, I was told that nobody of uh, that descent or that region has ever or ethnicity, if you will, have ever really had spoken at the Canada, at the Capitol steps. Sure. But Governor Kemptorn's office had offered that to me to come and speak, and again, I spoke there, and an amazing, again, response. In fact, they showered my restaurant because they want to show their support for me when it, things was happening, make sure nobody's, um, I guess, bothering me. Mm-hmm. And I had an American flag, um, Mike Slocum, who was a squadron commander at the, at the um, Mountain Home Air Force Base, he had flown that flag in his cockpit of his jet uh, over the war theater during the, uh, I guess it was called Desert Storm that mm-hmm. was going on. Mm-hmm. So he gifted me with that. That was, uh, again, another humbling show of support. 
and I hung that flag over my restaurant for many months, mm -hmm. and I still have it in my, um, I guess, memorabilia that I've received from different, you know, community mm -hmm. leaders and sponsors and um, stakeholders. So, wow. And then I, um, after that, I spoke a lot of different kind of like vigils and different um, boardroom, school, uh, churches, synagogues. So I got the public speaking figured out by the time you do the 60 of those <laughs> programs. <laughs> and uh, because of the response I had, I was awesome. Obviously, they want to give you some uh, credence and give you some support. Why don't you sit on some of these board rooms? And I said, you know, I would love to, but... I had a bigger fish to fry, you know. I, I fed homeless every day, and I didn't feel like I've got enough time to just, I guess, uh, what do you call, allow myself to take on more stuff. And mm -hmm. I always thanked them. I appreciated it. And I was running restaurants. I was raising my children by myself. So there was a lot of stuff was going on that I didn't really think is going to be conducive to my lifestyle at the time. So... Um, when the 2003, uh, well, uh, mayoral campaign came, mm -hmm. I felt like I could run that and not run my restaurant because my family was running that at a time. So I had a great campaign. Um, I was just blessed. I don't know what to say, but um, it's, you know, there are things in life that comes along and you learn and you um, take charge of. And that's where I guess I can say I truly was blessed with um, the whole experiences of what I did. But one of the major things I backtracked a little was um, when I was asked to speak at the candlelight vigil and we didn't know who the enemy was at the time, I had to ask the person, Mark, I says, could you hold, and he's a local uh, leader, in a, he's a clergy. And he said, would you be willing to speak? I said, would you hold a moment so I can just kind of think about it? Because my wife at the time, my children were at home, and I was always working. I said, what if I say something and it doesn't go well with these people, and they come and take care of revenge on mm -hmm. my wife and children? Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I, as I, said, I had to kind of think it through. I started uh, telling myself, it's just like if there was a war, you weren't asked to serve the country. Mm -hmm. um, this is the time that you have to serve. And I put that mindset on and I turned back to the phone and I said, absolutely, I'll be honored to uh, speak. And because that was my way of, again, giving back and not being selfish about me, but about protecting our country, our flag, our freedom. So... That was my way of, um, I guess, giving back. And that's why I think that message, when I spoke after that, the messages were so easy because it came from the heart. I mean, it was just I was serving as, as I should have. And so mm -hmm. and I had spoken to my wife after you know that conversation over the phone. And she had says, you know, do what you got to do. You know, we support you in every way. So... That's really the story. I mean, I have a lot of great experiences, and I know our times are limited, 
-hmm. and I'll just focus on the bigger things that I'm I'm working on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to me just keep talking you want well, to ask some questions well or? i was just you know you have a lot to say so i want to make sure it's, so now tell us about a lot of people have heard about this max giving thing yes. so uh, they may not know what it is but they might have heard about it can you explain more about that absolutely um the max giving obviously it came out of the thanksgiving dinner and mm -hmm. max giving became that okay. and it was just max was giving right to my community cool that was a easy approach about it and so it became on not on the paper but it became just you know i would say this is max giving dinner or thanksgiving dinner so that's the way it started it eons ago and then um we were sitting with a very good friend of mine in fact i call him my brother because uh, it's just amazing story with him also but make your story short we were sitting and having a conversation and i just you know, the dot-com things and all that was new, and I had not really used much of a computer technology. So I was talking to him, he says, I wonder if the Max giving is taken. So he's obviously blessed with technology, he knew all that. Next thing you know, he buys the, over the internet from, I guess somebody had put it on for some uh, price, and he bought it instantly and then he transferred it and said, well, now you have that name. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of coagulated, you know, the formation of uh, Max Gaming initially. And so we can do the dinners at Max Gaming, you know, have a page and all that for Thanksgiving. And then when I, we weren't going to use it, he had asked, would you mind if we use it? Because he has a platform for data uh, prayer card processing. Mm -hmm. And he says, would you mind if I use this to... Uh, raise money for nonprofits. I said, absolutely not. So um, the name went to him as far as doing his uh, Max Giving Foundation, or mm -hmm. uh, not the foundation, but business, if you will. And then uh, it just took off. Happy to say we do, we are in 50 states now, mm -hmm. and we are in seven provinces in Canada. And they just moved to South America, and we do over. Oh, at least a thousand events a year through uh, galas, fundraiser, golf scrambles, and any kind of things they need. Uh, through Max Giving also, Heather, uh, who is um, Dan's wife, has started GiveStorm. And GiveStorm is, sorry for lack of a better word, but it's like a local GoFundMe, but it's owned by Max Giving. I see. And uh, we are now, as I just actually came in as... We just set up a portal to raise money through Max Giving and their their um, Give a Storm side to where people can help the the Wiley Street victim as well. And yes. again, it's local, much less, much much less than what GoFundMe uh, charges. And with Dan's, his purpose was, you know, the money is so hard to raise for nonprofits. Why don't we do it to where it's affordable? for um, the people who are raising money as opposed to money go out the door uh, they don't even realize so sure and again uh, because of max giving generosity that has been able to do what it does and uh, creating the give a storm i hope people are more aware of it and again they can visit the site max giving mm -hmm. and then uh, through that there's give a storm or just go directly to givestorm.com and they'll get the information they need. 
So uh, what was it, kind of just going back to your story a little bit, that, I mean, you um, you came here as a teenager, you went to college, you came back to this area that you like so much, uh, you ended up getting in the restaurant business, and then you found yourself, you know, uh, compelled somehow to, you know, to start feeding the homeless uh-huh. and doing these initiatives. What was it that kind of drove you down that path? Or like, what, you know, do you... What, what was the drive? Yeah, well... It, it was really simple. I came from a very giving family back home. My great-grandpa has had amazing stories when they used to feed uh, people, uh, whether they knew them or not, or just did events, for, whether it was religious events or just community events, they will feed. And then um, when I came to US of A, uh, my father and my mother and anyways, my uncles, they were all involved in some kind of a charitable stuff. As I was growing up, we, as a kid, I remember I'll go and and um, feed this community of 5,000. They they will feed. I mean, just it was a big feast. I mean, the pots were not just pot. <laughs> these are ginormous. Yeah, <laughs> and several of these pots, and they will be lined up. And they will burn them. The 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 wood underneath them because they were so big. And again, it was a totally community program that came and helped to do this program. Mm. And so when I was in the U.S., I missed that to give back. And I mm. always wanted to do something here. And what a better way to do it than, than the day of Thanksgiving that mm-hmm. became Thanksgiving. And I mean, it's, we started with 17, initially with 17 volunteers. It was my family members that were here, some employees that helped. And then from there, it grew to, as I said, uh, 283 volunteers alone. We just served, um, each year it grew. First year we did about 175 or so, and then the biggest one we did was in thousands. So wow, and it was again community involved. Yeah, and people would come and raise the barn with me and day of celebration. <laughs> and it actually, it still goes on. Uh, believe it or not, it's, I still go down. I found a way to do it. I still feed under the bridge every to date it has not stopped mm-hmm. i feed homeless people under the bridge on every thanksgiving and i'm right now every day i'm feeding the homeless and shelters two three times a day mm. that has become in fact i say that's my office and i almost <laughs> mean it because that's where i'm mainly at that's where i distribute and some area shelters that i take um whether it's a city light or uh, used to do it for um, sanctuary, mm-hmm. uh, they said they didn't need it, and then Corpus Christi and also the River of Life uh, mm-hmm. also uh, feed there as well. So wow, and of course a lot of people along the the streets that I see them they need from mm-hmm. the time I leave the facility that I got food. If there are, in fact, I put it in my. Uh, uh, Facebook wall, I make a small or short video and show what I'm doing or if a conversation is good, I, I ask permission to see if it's okay if we have a conversation and I say, sure. They, some of them really have great stories and that's I've learned a lot. And uh, one of the things I do, I before people are leaving town, because, you know, we have a transient community. Mm-hmm. I um, go, it is, uh, it, again, that just came out of um, just being mindful. Um, 
I go often by the Greyhound bus stop, mm-hmm. and I figure that people are leaving town to make sure they got you know enough food while they're on. Because I don't know how long of a journey they're gonna take. Some of them they go all the way back east. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going you know to their families or whatever situation they were in, and they were able to raise the money for them to get the ticket to go. So I call that my last supper with them, and I pass that out. So it's awesome. just. So, so, you know, I think uh, for those listening and, and for me, I, it's, it's really astonishing that you've been um, at this kind of being able to um, foster this giving for such a long period. I mean, I think a lot of us are, you know, very busy with our, yeah. you know, our endeavors, our careers, our businesses. Um, and yet, um, you, you've, you're finding a way to keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if it's embedded in you. You feel like that is, if you feel like this is what you do. In fact, some of the people have asked me, how do you do this? Yeah. How is this possible? Mm-hmm. Um, do you make any money? I said, no, there's no money involved in this. <laughs> in fact, uh, even when I was running my restaurant's operation, there was never one penny ever written on my tax returns to show that there was like, uh, like charity thing that we donated it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it just like my grandparents and parents did. Mm-hmm. It was just, you did it because it was a community and obviously it was a community that helped me. Those were the day that I closed the restaurant without taking any, obviously, money from anybody and just served my community. It's, mm-hmm. And the community came, helped me, brought donations and whatnot, and we made it all work. Um, but that's just something that, you know, if it's, you're always searching to some way to give. And also, when you start our children early of giving and whatnot, they understand that. And my, and my children are in the same mindset. They would like to be involved. In fact, when I won the, the and or Dan's wife won the woman of the year, man of the year, uh, we raised the most money for leukemia and lymphoma. And my, my daughters were involved in those fundraisings and meetings and whatnot. We met every week with other volunteers, just treated like a business. And since I've won that, we, again, I, with Max Giving, we like to produce um, Man of the Year or Woman of the Year every year for at least 10 years. So we have a legacy to leave behind and um, raise the most money. And uh, Heather did amazing broke the record and i just did it this year as well so awesome so that's amazing just, just and then passing on to that kids i think that is important well that's what yeah. really the mission is yeah and one of the things that we were talking about is just um the, the ideas i have or experiences or advice i can give mm-hmm. i honestly you don't have to have money to do volunteer work mm-hmm. our, our state uh, a couple of years ago, I know I got a statistic that was number three in the country for time given. And it, in fact, actually, they calculated whoever does it for charitable stuff over a billion plus, uh, billion two, I think, uh, that time donated mm. alone. And I guarantee you, there has not billion plus dollars created here, but that just such a speaks of volume. I think it was, uh, we were like third in the nation for time donated. And I'm, you know, with my mind all foggy these days, but I think we were the fifth, we were 
38% of our population, I think, was uh, somehow involved in charitable. Those were the ones that registered. Okay. Not, the, not the person like me that is out, out there, there every day. Right. And in fact, I made it bigger now. Not only I do it uh, with the help of community, Thanksgiving, and in fact, uh, Challenger Hospitality Group with Dave Munson and the Challenger also. The last couple of years, they've been coming and helping me out. Of course, a lot of volunteers. My family is involved. My sisters, they, they're here. They come and help. My brother has a sunflower florist. He comes and helps me out. <laughs> and he's got his big truck that we put everything in it and keep the food warm in there. Mm. So I, um, the biggest really takeaway from these conversations is, one, we have to have the right heart in it. Mm-hmm. Two, we need to change or teach our children early. We get, I mean, we are leaving some kind of footprints for or a roadmap for our children to know how to get involved in the community, how to give, so that they become part of their um, life. My parents, when they were doing that, they just did it because they liked it. My takeaway, even though when I came here, I was searching to see how I can give. Even in high school or college, I was always finding a way to help friends and people who were at the, I guess, their international dinners or things like that. Mm-hmm. We tried to help out in any way we could or help with their studies. Yeah. Well, um, and... Max, what are you, you know, I know you've run some restaurants in the past. What, what, what are you working on right now? Really, um, right now, um, my main job, um, in fact, I did a consulting with Albertsons Group, and it was a great experience, and, um, but I didn't want to leave town because I'm so committed to my community, and if it meant that I have to spend some time away from here, and my homeless people, obviously. But right now, um, my main thing is this um, feeding the homeless. And uh, I know, again, people are saying, oh, this doesn't make sense. But I paired up with uh, Susie Boyle, uh, I guess uh, mortgage team. And um, again, we are working for every loan that comes our way. And obviously, um, Susie Boyle is amazing as what she's done. When by, I guess, trade, she was a accountant, so she can look at any difficult loan and figure out how to make him work. She's awesome, right? Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I used to do lending myself, uh, but I got out of it. And then when I was going to go back, I found a way, another cause to give. I mean, I, that is being embedded somehow. Mm-hmm, right. Is when once the buyer comes through us, we give amazing knowledge of Susie, and then we do uh, great service, and then I call it concierge, very high-end, and we do, do mobile um, notary public if they need to. We go to their places to sign things they need to. But after all of that great stuff, rates and giving like a half a point off uh, to at the closing, but we still are able to, Susie and I will give $500 to the person through Max Giving for a nonprofit. And then I'm working with um, title companies, the insurance companies, the appraisal companies, the inspecting companies, 
the perhaps buyer and seller agent if they want to help out in their community give a check whatever that, that that amount will be once all this is set up i know the minimum is 500 dollars, mm-hmm. and then we will um we will um, give them the buyer and then buyer can decide to keep the money for themselves because it's a gift or give it to charity and when they give it to charity obviously however amount it is they can also get a tax deduction yeah so, wow. well that sounds like a very cool problem it's just taking something that uh uh, just like how a restaurant serves food and has the opportunity to do something more, mm-hmm. um, um, it looks like you've taken this other industry um, and found a, a way to impact your community through the services that you're providing. And I think, um, I hope, um, as I listen to this, uh, more businesses get inspired to find their way to contribute and give back. I mean, I know your reputation has grown around this, this community for give, feeding the homeless, and I think that's such an awesome legacy, not only for uh, uh, your family, but for the people that know you. I think that's really a cool thing that you've somehow somehow managed to do for many years, and I think uh, uh, it's making its mark in this community. I appreciate it, Mike. One of the things that's happened is, um, you know, the when I was working for the paying customers, obviously your reward was... Uh, the money they give to you and you you know sure. you had employees and whatnot but at the end of the day you know it was a business transaction and this is not a business transaction what i'm doing i don't know if people know or not i literally has lost i've lost i know i have counted um there was one point i had served over 120,000 meals by <laughs> myself and but i have dedicated that's be- that became the work as a poly bread and bakery has always been my supporter and they have breads and artesian bread great breads i mean they just have to get rid of it at the end of the day mm. and why do it by just donating it to me to pass it on to whatever i think sometime maybe shelters like max are you gonna stop bringing as much as you do <laughs> but it's been blessing and um the Mai Tai restaurant, I'm going to give them credit. Um, they're always, every day I go there at uh, right about 3 o'clock, pick up food and go pass them out to whoever might be on my path for that day or the shelter at the end of the day. So I have at least three. One is at 3 o'clock, one is about 5.30, one is about 7 o'clock at night mm-hmm. that I pick up. And all of that has to go, obviously... It takes time. Yeah. And it takes energy. Yes. And it takes commitment. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think the number one thing people ask me, like, Max, this is over 20 some years. Mm -hmm. How did you do it? So honestly, I didn't think about it like that. I just treated like something I had to do. And I just did it one day at a time and never really looked into it. So uh, again, it's a time and commitment that really matters in any kind of giving. It's not just fashionable just because it's holidays. And there are people who are in need every day. In fact, right now we are working with uh, Max Giving and GiveStorm. In fact, as I was coming, they just did a, I guess, collaborative uh, effort to Boise um, Police Fraternal uh, Brotherhood. And um, we're going to raise lots of money for them, I hope. And again, just I'm going to meet with Chief uh, Monday. Uh, chief of police and see what we can do to just not only help 
what is happening. But I also like to make a partnership because I also I've always loved the first responders, mm-hmm. and they're always there. They give their blood, if you will, and life to support our communities. And I think it's so important for us to be always thankful. And one of the things I, I, you know, I've lived in a different life, and I've seen what bad could be as far as protecting of your citizens and briberies and stuff like that. And I'm honored to be in a community that we don't have any of that, and they're there to serve and protect. And I love that about it. And um, the men and women in the uniform for me are always a very high, I guess, level of respect that goes with nurses and people who work in emergency rooms and things like that. I, I just am forever thankful to people like that. And I, again, I'm working to see if we can somehow figure out how to raise money for them as well, not just because it's a situation that is happening in Boise, but mm-hmm. I can tie it up somehow. It happens that I keep going back to to some kind of fundraising effort, some yeah. kind of giving effort. So, Do you have any plans or um, thoughts about going back into the political arena? I've been asked many times, in fact, um, even governorship. As mm-hmm. a Max, you're well known here, mm-hmm. and why don't you throw your hat in there? You know, I because of what happened to my businesses, and I'm sincere about it. I would like to get my house of uh, financial house in order, and which is pretty much there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in a good situation, and I think because of people respect my. Uh, way of doing things i've so far i've supported the people who i believe i've supported them to get to to their seats and offices so that's one way i've been able to do Mm -hmm. that nonchalant Mm -hmm. and so that is involved making sure that people are in office there they have the right attitude towards their communities not just because of a political gain and they have to be committed to the to their cause. So those are the things that I'm somehow I'm involved. But I've been reproached by um, lobbyists and different things to see if I want to get into it. But one of the things I did, I, I also got a respect from the community. I like when I ran as a mayor, I did a zero dollar campaign promise. And even though I had a lot of friends on the Republican side, obviously and friends on the Democratic side, which there's not too many of them, it seems, but I um, ran as an independent candidacy and was a zero-dollar campaign promise, and I think that also by itself uh, received a great amount of respect. I, in fact, I said I'm Republican because... Republican. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but they said, Max, you're crazy because you have to have some kind of party. You cannot be able to win. I said, you never know. And then we saw Jesse Ventura won the governorship. He was independent. Yeah. But, you know, everybody has their own way of thinking. I took a chance in my life and I came to USFA. I made it, uh, I guess, great strides through it. Always achieve the higher level of, uh, I guess, achievements, if you will. And um, I had my own way of doing things, and I'm thankful for that. Well, I thank you for coming in and speaking with us. It's been uh, quite um, 
uh, entertaining to learn more about your story and and really amazing uh, your dedication to this community and and not and beyond as as well, Max Giving is now all over the United States and Canada. Um, that's such a uh, what what a neat um, opportunity to help out support others. Well, we are also growing through Max Giving. Mm-hmm. Like I said it's just this amazing transition uh, and transformation that is happening. I know they raised over four hundred million dollars uh, last year for nonprofits. That's that's huge credit to any little, uh, I guess, operation. Mm-hmm. And we were able to do it, carve it out here in Boise, and thanks to Dan and his team. And mm-hmm. really, just a blessing that we have here in our community, I hope, and uh, that people will give more, um, I guess, attention to what we do. Every first Friday, by the way, we do a free feed. We invite nonprofits to come and speak. We choose one nonprofit, they have to get their name on the list. Mm-hmm. And they come and talk about what they do in the community, and we hear their story. And then we have other members in the nonprofit world that stand up and say a brief statement about what they do in their community. And then we feed them for free. And then it's a great networking through nonprofit folks. Mm. And, I and where is that? And that's this that's is Max at a headquarters. Yeah, Max Kimmy headquarters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we have an event center set up for, in fact, um, they do it to where. Um, you call and say you have a nonprofit event or anything like that, it, it will set it up and um, put you on a schedule so you can bring your, um, I guess, groups to talk. Uh, there's a lot of BNI stuff that happens there on, in the mornings. Mm-hmm. We even had a, an Afghani wedding that we donated <laughs> the space. It was an amazing time, and Dan <laughs> came and saw it. He, he, he was so happy, you know, they were, that they were in our home, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, the events cost a lot of money and we can help the community why not sure so you got the humanitarian award just this past may from the college from of idaho college of idaho Dr. Hoover. Get, and then you got the uh, the man of the year award from the it was Leuke- the next day at leukemia lymphoma that well, was next march day. 18th i got it from university of idaho and um, march 19th from leukemia lymphoma that was just this year and yeah. then other um then i got a 2002 i got the humanitarian Peace Award from UN chapter, hmm. um, which was again because I was involved in after September 11th and mm. all this public speaking. There's about these 60 different places I went and spoke, and then running as a mayor. So all of that, and we got the um, accolade I got from from um, the community media, for instance that they always ask me to speak in different programs if it's involved with, you know, international and whatnot. In fact, what is interesting, I got a call from um, Lester Holt, uh, NBC, Night News, from, from uh, New York, mm-hmm. and they were going to do an interview with me. And I talked to Eric, who was his producer, and he um, said, you know, we're going to hash this over and get back with you and something came up in the nation that they weren't able to do it some other program came that they but yeah we got Boise on the map again and that would have given us another positive um, I guess footnote about um, Boise and Idaho and what we were able to do here mm-hmm. in fact it was one of the reasons I ran as a mayor was to change the perception of at a time Idaho they said you have you know, the white supremacists 
I said, I never personally have experienced any of that. And I wanted to change that. And there was a station back east in Georgia, I think. They said there's an Iranian-American running as a mayor in Boise, Idaho. So <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that probably got some headlines. Yeah. yeah but that yeah. was, um, I, I, I don't live there, but people call me, Max, do you know you just, just did? And what? It's just, <laughs> you just got announced. There's just their big, um, I guess, um, news organization, TV, and said they, they announced that, you know, there's an Iranian-American. Max Mohammed is running. <laughs> and the committee has supported me. I feel very comfortable with them. I'm compelled to give back in any way I can. And what better community to live than Boise, Idaho? It was gold standard then, still is. And <laughs> that's what really Boise is all about. It's a very giving community. I love it. And just what a blessing. I raised my children here. My grandbabies are born um, and raised here, except that Vivian was born in Colorado, but she lives here now. She's now two and a half. <laughs> and Cambria, of course, is my uh, oldest grandchild, and I got Monica and Erica as two of my daughters. Nice. So. Wow. So. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I got roots here. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish you success with your uh, front street. Uh, brokers yeah. and uh, I see you you have your own style which I love <laughs> I can connect with and uh, you know that's what really is all about you mm -hmm. find a way to um, I guess better serve your constituency if you will your people who are in the market and um, you wrote books and yeah all kinds of stuff and I started I started a what's called impact club last year that's oh. been going really well um, I get, Dan came to the last one and, uh, yes. um, he, uh, had some fun meeting him there, but, uh, isn't he awesome? Yeah, he is awesome. Yeah. yeah he's, he's awesome. Great. Yeah. So, and yeah, so, you know, just trying to do, I just find that, you know, sometimes we have in our, even though we're busy, we always have some bandwidth to well, give. Yeah. I also think if you allow yourself to stay, discover the circle of excellence, whatever that circle of excellence means to the individual, like you put yourself in this, this right group of people, that flow will be very easy. Mm -hmm. uh, it was an easy flow because uh, let's say your community involved and you want to be in that, I guess, realm, in that uh, pattern. Uh, you just connect with the right people, right mind, and then if, whatever dream you have had, it has nothing but to be served positively and grow i mean that just simple as that like you're talking about your impact club mm -hmm. and you get connected with amazing sources of positive energies and like-minded and together you can figure out a lot of situation that by yourself you will not be able to to do so yeah i think the network like that uh itself is huge but you got to make sure the people who are in that network they're just as committed as you I mean, you know, let's say when you're choosing a boardroom, people, if you got just a bunch of old um, guards that have been there for a long time that uh, they don't know how to change the new vision, and being a young, uh, let's say, the uh, um, technology folks that want to reach out and they say, well, we don't need that, we've done it this way, but we don't need technology, and next thing you know, that doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm old myself too, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So young and old doesn't matter. You just have to make sure that people are like-minded in whatever setup you're trying to establish. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That's I find that when you get in that mix of like-minded people, you can do some amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, really, 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 really amazing things. Yeah. Then the <laughs> most excellent things could come out of those really, 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 really amazing things. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, you have to stay positive, positive, positive. Because yeah. for some reason, we somehow are programmed to have doubts. And if you have not tried something then you never know how you know it would have worked but if you just get into it and try it and at least put the foot forward there's no excuse for you to fail i mean that's half the game is really show up to the game yeah you know mm -hmm. and that's really is all about myself i never really taken much vacation i was workaholic working 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 and that's what it takes to make things successful so and the people who are around me, they're all very hardworking people. Good. But, well, you know, um, one thing I want to say, yeah. um, please give um, welcome to um, my community, my people in Idaho. Uh, just consider um, whatever cause it is. Please give time and talent or um, money to support your local causes. It means a lot. And if I could do it, for sure you guys can do it too. Well, uh, Max, it's been great uh, speaking with you today. Um, if you're just tuning in, I've been speaking with Max Mohammadi. I will put information about um, Max and how to get a hold of him and see what he's been up to and the different, um, the different websites. Um, and and just more information about the things that we heard today. And uh, gosh, Max, thanks for coming in. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Take care. I'm Mike Turner. See you back next time. Thanks, Mike.